Happy Sunday, everybody. It is October 10th, the day after Tyson Fury retained his heavyweight title and some UFC strawweight action happened at UFC Vegas. What is it, 39? I think it was 39. Um, I'm Ed Carbajal for MMANews.com. Thank you for watching. Um, make sure you click the thumbs up, bell notification if you're watching this on, on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube? <laughs> what am I thinking? Um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we have interviews with uh, uh, Coach Tyson Chartier from the with the Canadian God James Lynch. I always forget to mention. I don't want to forget to mention his name and Curtis Blades. Um, so if you like stuff like this and interviews like that, make sure you're locked in on the MMANews.com YouTube channel. I am Edward Carbajal. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. And this is your Sunday submission for October 10th. So let's get right down to business. Uh, I know we had an early, another early UFC card. If you haven't noticed, UFC cards have been taking a backseat to all the college football and, and MLB and all the other stuff going on. It's a weird time of year for fight sports, but not when it comes to heavyweight boxing. <clears throat> so we should talk about that first because um, it looks like everybody was locked in uh, to Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder part three. Who fought last night? I mean, if you we have the results up at MMANews.com. If you want to check out all the highlights, the entrances, um, the preparation, the knockdowns um, <clears throat> from both men, because uh, Wilder did drop Fury. I can't play these for you. You know, if you've been following along here, especially since these are ESPN ringside uh, highlights. They were the ones that, when I played the MMA ones from a U old UFC card that started this whole thing with the, the copyright or whatever you want to call it, that I can't do it for the YouTube channel. So I don't want to get this YouTube channel in any kind of trouble. I don't mind getting myself in trouble, but, you know. Um, the the post we have up here at MMANews.com is all filled with the highlights and the knockouts and stuff like that. Uh, one thing of note that is uh, it seems like the, the Fury, part of Fury's, um preparation for this was to come in heavier than the last time to make because and see this is a funny thing about making excuses or whatever you want to say um wilder uh came up with and he did great not for nothing he gave him everything he got but he actually did it what we a lot of us expected him to do which was swing for the fences and it was working until it stopped working because the thing about trying to uh, come at someone with power like that, if you don't get the early stuff, we saw it with Mike Tyson too. A lot of people like to call him the Mike Tyson of, of this era's boxing fans. Um, <clears throat> but the thing about that fight, that uh, you know, plan of attack for especially for anything in, com in any combat sport is that um, you know you're going to wear yourself out to the point that when when you have somebody that's that's better at boxing. Who, if I'm not mistaken, um, somebody tweeted the scorecard too. Um, Fury was landing more and getting uh, getting more uh, points on the judges. I think they had him at 90, I want to say like 95, 91. They, like everyone was scoring for Fury up until the knockdown came in the 11th round. Um, so that plan of attack that that Wilder had was, you know, it was it's sound because it was knocking him down, it caused some damage, but. And uh, to to his credit, even Tyson Fury uh, gave him props at the um, at the uh, 
post-fight press conference. You know, what's funny is that um, he said that um, at, when he tried to like kind of like close this out, because this is it. There's no more rematch clauses, no more interruptions for other fights that get booked. This is it for them. And the funny thing was that uh, when Fury tried to go up to Deontay Wilder, apparently he didn't want to have any words with him. He actually said, like, no sportsmanship. I don't want to talk or anything like that. And as a precaution, they sent him, you know, in Las Vegas, they sent him to uh, to get looked at, uh, Deontay Wilder. And that was um, – but he was kind of like, you know, he didn't want to be – he didn't want to be uh, the bigger man about it or whatever. Which I found odd. I mean, usually in combat sports, I mean, even if you want to carry beef on afterwards, I mean, we see it all the time. Like most times, guys, in, in you know, after the fight, you settle it because you've you've done the ultimate settling pr- proving point. You guys have you know hit each other. They went eleven rounds, heavyweight boxing, and um, they settled it. But uh, apparently, they you know I don't know. There was retirement talk for Deontay Wilder. And it's funny, Garrett Davies asked um, Fury at the post-fight press conference if he would consider retiring. And um, I don't know, man. I mean, there's still, you you know, sometimes we ask too much of these athletes, but there's still these, uh, with the, the thing about boxing, and this is when you start comparing boxing to MMA, where you have the Ali Act and boxing and, and the, why boxing matches are harder to make versus the way mixed martial arts works. I mean, financially, that's better for the fighters on the boxing side. That's why you have MMA. You know, that's why you have him. You see the, the the clip of the Paul Woodley thing up on on this page where we have the results. That's why we're seeing that because it's. I mean, if you're going to put your body on the line, you definitely want to get paid for it. And if you if you're going to start looking at revenue share with the you know it happens in MMA versus boxing, you're going to see huge differences. But that's for another. Uh, podcast or vlog or whatever you whatever you're into that covers that i'm no expert in that so i'm not going to get into it but you know the disparities are there especially when booking fights so now now what happens right um lineal champion wbc uh here we have uh tyson fury he beats this man gareth davy asked him in the post-fight press conference will you do you, are you going to walk off into the sunset now you know because he's you know no one's getting any younger right especially in combat sports um, you know, mid thirties, late thirties is considered oldest. But if you get into forties, that's, you know, you get the old man jokes and stuff like that in combat sports. So he asked him that and, and he didn't say yes or no. I mean, because of the preparation, you have to remember he was getting for, he said six months, his camp was six months because, you know, he thought he was getting ready for Anthony Joshua out in Saudi Arabia. And then this monkey wrench, you know, whatever it was in the, it was contracted. So, they had to address it and it's done and he even said that's it this is over we're not fighting again so if he doesn't retire which i hope he doesn't because there, there's still some really good heavyweight boxing fights fights to make and i have to say this is my opinion you don't have to uh, fault mma news or whatever you know you can give them all the shade you want for whatever else they're you have seen that hugging that they do but for me it was really nice to see and you see we got the jake paul stuff you know it, it was just really refreshing to see, and I, I may have said this last week, but it was really refreshing to see some some real boxing, heavyweight boxing, the greatest boxing, which is the heavyweight division. I mean, historically, everybody tunes into heavyweight when a heavyweight title's on the line, the heavyweight boxing match. And um, it was really nice to – I was even – I wasn't on board when this – I wanted Fury, Joshua, and then 
the closer we got to this, the more the more excited I got for it. And I was really glad that uh, when, when last night came and the fact that it was, you know, so it's best two out of three and Fury won the last two to, to finalize it with a finish. Not no, he even said he had a, he, he, he wanted to get a finish. He didn't want to leave it to the judges, which is, you know, that's how you leave. No question. Mm. I saw, I saw like people already trying to like, uh, you know, last time there was conspiracy theorists talking about how he was like uh, doing something weird with the glove. And I forget what the, what, what I woke up to this morning, something about, um, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was, but it was something to the effect of, you know, just making excuses to, to call, um, to say that fury was cheating somehow. I mean, listen, if, if the weight thing was, a, I mean, you kind of gave that away in the last fight. If one of the reasons that you're saying you were fatigued and you were lost, this is on Deontay Wilder's side, was that that your your costume that you wore into the entrance were way too much and wore you out, Then and we're rematching again. And then, of course, I'm going to see if I can come in a little heavier, make you carry me to get tired. Um, and again, to Wilder's credit, I mean, he was he was carrying it for most of you know the the two the two knockdowns that he got, um, you know it was against the heavier guy. But you know, you gave that away in in saying that. So uh, give the guy some respect. You guys settled your beef; it should be over and done with. So what do we do next, right? I mean, we talked about Alexander Usyk. You know, Alexander Usyk threw threw a, a, a wrench in Eddie Hearn's uh, Anthony Joshua party. So now that that rematch, I think, is supposed to happen. Like Joshua made sure to make it a point. I think the news came out yesterday. I mean, the timing is not by accident that he's going to exercise the rematch clause with Usyk. So now we have to see what happens with that. Does Fury face the winner of that? Andy Ruiz was in the house for that event last night. I mean, I, I, I if you're going to wait around for that, which is uh, scheduled for spring, according to the report I saw this morning on Yahoo Sports, um, if you're going to wait around for the winner of that, I mean, six months camp, he does deserve a break. Um, if he gets the itch to fight again, and that's still what it is as far as, you know, making it happen, booking a date, when and where and all that stuff. I mean, spring is a long way from now. Um, maybe you do Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, I think is still somebody to, uh, not, you know, stop mentioning when it comes to heavyweight boxing. And, um, and then you have the whole mandatory challenger thing with with Dylan White and um, who's the other person in this mix? It's, so it's confusing um, as to what we do next. Where do we go from here when when, when it comes to the heavyweight title? Um, grow, you know, I'm an old man, so growing up for me, I like having one undisputed heavyweight champion, the guy that has all the belts, and um, I I I need to see this fixed. <laughs> I need to see it finalized so i i wouldn't mind that happening but when you bring in the guys like uh you know like joshua doesn't have the titles done ruiz doesn't have the title. when you throw them in the mix you know they they they, they stand to to extend this uh split apart of all the titles in boxing so uh, i can't believe i forgot the guy other guy person's name that's in that mix with a mandatory challenger and all that stuff but if you look it up it'll be in the news for the next couple of days um, but that's something that, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, just having one undisputed champion in, in the heavyweight boxing. Excuse me. I feel like we haven't had that 
in a long time. Um, and uh, Usyk spoiled that party over there at Matchroom. And the other thing about uh, before we leave uh, uh, boxing alone, there's a new player as far as promoters go. I don't know if you've been watching. If you follow me on Twitter, I've been sharing a lot of their announcements. They're looking to uh, to ch- the you know how would they say fighter first fans fans uh, consideration. I mean, they're they're trying to change the way you know boxing. I mean, the, we need new players in boxing. I like Eddie Hearn. I like the way he promotes the fights. You know, he's more very modern. He knows how to use social media and stuff like that. Um, it was Bob Arum's side with with uh, Tyson Fury where we lost the Joshua Fury thing where everybody was looking forward to, um, and that that's the that's what makes people upset when it comes to boxing because other promoters can monkey you know mess up things fans are looking forward to, um, and that I think that's why people keep the adage about boxing is dying keeps coming up. I mean, it's not dying if you I mean if you it's it's actually I think it's doing pretty well. And, and, you know, despite the circus fights and the carnival fights that we have listed up here at the, uh, over here on this thing, uh, this here, <laughs> I'm not going to click on it because get out of here with that. I mean, not that I don't like it. It's fun. You know, we all have fun watching stuff like that, but, uh, these other matches that are possible to make are, are those are more welcome to the, to the boxing fans and boxing purists. Um, events like that are good to mix, like yeah, MMA fans and boxing. I don't know why there's like a weird like uh, beef between MMA fans and boxing fans because um, you know there shouldn't be. You know, it, a lot of you guys use the same venues, the same commissions, and stuff like that. There shouldn't be. And boxing is a martial art that that adjusts and comes into mixed martial arts. So I don't know why people get like that about about uh, MMA and boxing. I'm not like I, you gotta. I watch both. Both are fun. Hmm. Excuse the water drinking, but you know weather's changing out here in Jersey, and uh, we get a little funny out of it. Um, so, uh, Pro Bellum is a new promotion that I was talking about. So, if you're not following them, make sure you follow them on, on social because they already signed uh, uh, quite a few boxers. They're partnering with a lot of promoters overseas. So, guys, like, don't be surprised if they scoop up. You know, when, when, you, when contracts are up and things like that. Don't be surprised if they start scooping up got names like Fury and you know um, outside of the U.S. Anyway, I know they they, they said they're gonna do stuff within the United. I think Badu Jack signed with them, but don't be surprised if if uh, they start scooping up fighters to to try to do more things globally um, for the sport of boxing. Um, so if guys outside of the U.S. like Joshua and Fury, I wouldn't be surprised if contracts are up. Uh, folk, you know, they start getting their coats pulled pulled by Pro Bellum. So look into them if you haven't. Um, and uh, let me switch the to the UFC Vegas 39 with Marina Rodriguez uh, throwing a wrench in Mackenzie Dern's uh, strawweight aspirations. Um, James Lynch talked to her for MMAnews.com. You can ch- check that uh, video out here on the YouTube channel. I'm going to share uh, the results because for reference and up. From MMAnews.com. I don't, again, there's nothing there I could play, but we do have some highlights there. Um, here are your results. So, we, uh, again, the Canadian God spoke with Marina Rodriguez a couple weeks before this, and she pointed out something that that's very interesting to me um, that I didn't even notice until, and I'm actually working on a piece for another outlet where looking at um, 
the strawweight division since its inception has had the same sort of, and this is something she brought up to, to Lynch. Uh, and again, on this YouTube channel, so, so look for it. Um, she said something to the point of fact that we, you look at uh, strawweights, Rose Namajunas, Jay Lee Wang, JJ, Joanna Champion, or Joanna, former champion, um, Carla Esparza, right? Am I forgetting anyone? I feel like there's five names there. Uh, and Jessica Andrade, because she's kind of like, uh, or, or did she move to flyweight? Yeah, she did move to flyweight. My my mistake, but she was she did challenge for it. So it's really those four names. But it's the same names that rotate back and forth. I mean, how many times did JJ fight? I mean, she, she fought uh, Rose twice. Rose now is fighting Jay Wei Li for a second time next month. Um, so she kind of mentioned like it's 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 about time to start mixing up the, the the name for when it comes to the strawweight title. And the statement was made last night. They were both, you know, um, I know, I know Mackenzie Dern said she wa- she's actually offered to fill in if if something happens when they come to New York for that strawweight fight between Nama Yunus and Nama Yunus and Zhang Zhang Wei Li. Um, she's willing to be a backup for, you know, to fill in for that spot. But now she picked up an L last night. She lost by decision to Rodriguez, uh, who was the underdog. So I wasn't surprised about that because she seemed to be the one that's looking at the division more. Whereas, uh, I don't want to say Dern kind of expected it because she's not somebody that's like, um, you know, she, she comes from, she's been competing her whole life, um, in the jujitsu circuit. And we saw her display the danger that she is on the ground but um the thing about coming into to mixed martial arts like that when you have something you know you're either going to impose what you're really good at like kickboxers that come into mma you know the the fight starts standing the people want to get them off of their feet and on their backs right we saw that with um um jaranzina rosenstrike when he when he lost to uh uh who did he just lose to Whoever, but you get my point. Sorry about my mind's on this, the last night's events. Um, so um, Rodriguez definitely is throwing her name up there. So now if anyone gets a, a shot, but uh, Carla Esparza is up there too. I, when I last looked at the rankings, so the original strawweight champion. So it's about time we get some new, because everyone, everyone vying for the title already had it at least once, right? Um, Joanna. Joanna Whaley, um, Carla. So um, Marina Rodriguez makes a really good point about about the way the division is going. And I didn't even know it was a, such a shark tank until she pointed it out because you, you see these main event fights happen and you kind of just get, get excited for them. My prediction, um, and it, what's funny is both Mackenzie Dern were asked, uh, it was interviews, both interviews were done by the Canadian god James Lynch, but he, uh, he interviewed Dern for another outlet. But still, they both have the same prediction for, excuse me, UFC 268, where they see the same thing happening, you know, between uh, Wei Li Zhang and Rose. Um, Rose is very good. She's very, she's very much evolved from her first time fighting for the uh, the inaugural strawweight title. Uh, whenever they did that from off of the Ultimate Fighter season, if you don't remember, that's that's how the division came. So all these all these names came from that. Asparza was the first champion, you know. Her and Rose fought for it. She won, and then she uh, she fought Joanna, and Joanna took the title from her, and then defended it for I forget how many times. You know, she was 
she was the uh, person to beat at that division for a while until she met Rose Namajunas. Then, you know, Namajunas had it and the whole Andrade thing. And, you know, that's where we wind up now. So um, last night's, uh, that was the main event. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from there for that division. Um, there were some interesting uh, uh, finishes, knockouts. Again, go to the uh, uh, MMAnews.com. Uh, I was a, a little upset about this one. <laughs> I always root for Tim Elliott because Tim Elliott, talking about Ultimate Fighter, Tim Elliott was uh, was on that season Ultimate Fighter when they made the tournament to face Mighty Mouse, and he won it. You know, He fought through that whole season and won it and actually gave Mighty Mouse a run for his money in that fight but um you know uh he lost uh by unanimous decision to to matthias nicolo um the submission i i would love to play it for you because it was a really nice sub the flyweight bout between uh, maria agapova and sabina mazo um especially when they take it to the end like that you gotta let me know i'm a fan of finishers but um again uh, i saw the the highlights uh i mean the the lighter weights the that that flyweight that's I think that's why the lightweight is so so fun the 155 division for men and women I and mean, when you go to PFL um, there's just that weird you have that that leeway to be really uh, um, uh, so, scrambly <laughs> so there's a lot of always a lot of interesting scrambles because these, they have the energy and the weight to to move fast and there's just lightning there's just lightning watching those fights like that so um <clears throat> this uh submission here from the prelims i just watched that this morning lupita godinez versus silvana gomez um she those belly down ones i mean i i, I know i'm gonna sound a little stupid saying this but <laughs> i mean uh, it's just weird to see like when, when uh when women mma Women in MMA, their arms get attacked in submissions. They just seem more, they can take more than us men. Cause uh, it looks like, it always looks like their arms bending a little bit the other way before they tap versus like, you know, with, with, with guys like with me, when my arms locked out straight, I ain't trying. I've had my arm bent the other way uh, early in my younger when I started doing jujitsu. And um, it's very painful. So the fact that some of them let it go as long as they do. And then tap. I'm just uh, they're way tougher than than I'll ever be. <laughs> it's just it's almost it's cringy to look at. I think um, Daniel Cormier gets the same way when he watches the fights. And uh, you know what's messed up? But we lost that Duran win versus Phil Hawes. That was supposed to be on this card. I forget what the reasoning is. I didn't look at the updates for it um, because it was an early card. You see, the start time was at two p.m. Um, but I was. Um, I was really looking forward to that because I just I, I don't I that was a fight that I couldn't pick and it sucks that we lost it. And then they tried to pull in Chris Curtis to step in for uh Phil Hawes. I think it was a weight issue or undisclosed issue. I don't remember. You have to check the, the news on that. But Phil Hawes had it was removed for an undisclosed issue or, or one of the one of the two. And then they were they, they were trying to tap Chris Curtis to do it, but uh, I think the commission shut it down because of how close to fight night it was. You know, plus with COVID protocols and everything, you you really can't. Um, it's hard to fill in something that close to fight night, or it's just it's a it's a hard ask to ask for these guys to come in. I mean, I'm, a lot of them are ready, but um, I'm bringing up Chris Curtis because it seems like he's he keeps trying to. I mean, I feel like did he announce his retirement because he fought at PFL just recently? 
And um, every time it's like, okay, I'm done, something happens where he gets roped in. And it's like, you know, it's almost like that Godfather, you know, they try to get out and they pull me back in. And um, the guy, and it's always for something that's like, you know, where he can kind of close it on, on a good note versus the weird notes that, you know, but um, it sucks. It just sucks that that happened. So that's why if you look, uh, the card is kind of rather small. And um, again, I guess because of how close everything happened, they didn't want to push the envelope too much, just trying to fill it. I forget how many events the UFC is contracted for the UFC, with the ESPN too. You know, for them to get their ESPN money, they have to hold a certain number of events every year so they can get that money. So they're, they're not going to ever call off a card while they're with ESPN, just FYI. I mean, if there's three fights left, you're going to get a three-fight UFC fight night card so they can hold it together. But um, <clears throat> there was a um, there was a, a crazy uh, – we had a Yair Rodriguez-esque spinning elbow that caused a cut too. I mean, uh, a, a lot of people were, were shitting on this card because of how small it was the early time. I mean, and – but – these cards, and I think I've said this before, these cards are always the ones that people are swear are ready to brush off. They're always the ones that that have a lot of highlight reel things happening on them, and um, they wind up being you know more satisfying than not. So I feel like this was one of those cards. I know the main event going to a decision, but again, the fight. Um, I think they got a performance of the night bonus. Um, I know. I know. Uh, Miss Godinez got a because of the submission, she got a performance bonus. Um, I haven't watched a press conference yet, you know, because the thing with the the boxing went so late kind of threw me off. But um, man, I wish I could play that sub for you. But it was it was definitely uh one of those cards that folks were ready to kind of sleep on or shut down. And you know, that's definitely not the case for for this event. You 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 missed a good card if you uh, didn't watch it. Um, and, I, you know, I, I caught up on it this morning because, I I mean, I, Saturday, early cards on Saturday, I'm out and about and help my family. I do my own training. So if it starts uh, before 6 o'clock, I have to catch it on the aftermath. But um, it sucks, man. I mean, uh, again, go to them. Go to this page, mmanews.com, check out the results so you can see these highlights if you didn't get to see it because there was some really good stuff happening there that went down and uh this kick here i wish i could play it for you espn is going to be get all you know uh, hurt about it if i do but um you see you see they put on their own social how is he still standing because that was like right on the jaw chin area this angle doesn't show well but there's other angles that do and um uh, man ah uh, yeah tim elliott i'm always going to be a fan of tim elliott win or lose the dude is just such an entertaining fighter um, I hope he, uh, I hope he gets, uh, I don't know. hope he's getting paid. Well, <laughs> I just, uh, I'd like to see him, you know, get in the running again soon. I mean, the guy's just, I have his walking song as my, uh, as one of my pre-workout like training songs, the karate and jujitsu song. I forget who, um, I forget who the artist is, but, um, I don't even know if they played that last night on the ESPN plus broadcast. We have we don't get to see the walk-in uh, entrances like we used to back in the day, you know. Before you used to hear their music and stuff. I mean, now you only see it during pay-per-view, like for main event fighters, um, main card fighters. 
you don't get to see like the stuff happen. Excuse me. You don't get to see the stuff happen for um the fighters coming in uh prelims and stuff like that, especially when it's on regular ESPN because you get loaded with commercials and stuff like that. But what are you gonna do? It is what it is, but um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens not only in the world of boxing, but uh with the UFC's uh straw weight division. UFC 268 is really is going to be really interesting just because of, the, of those title fights, the Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, you know that there's something in, something's going to happen there at, at lightweight. <clears throat> something's going to happen there at lightweight because of um you know that's uh, that's their Shark Tank division. I would say in Bellator it's like one third the 135ers and 145ers even though they have the light heavyweight Grand Prix going on right now, but um. And FYI, if you haven't heard the news, they're going to be doing ever all their main events are going to be five rounds starting in 2022 next year. So if you if that was one of your problems with Bellator MMA, then you can uh, you know check scratch that off of your complaint list for Bellator because now you'll get five round main events because I think it was a culmination of the Yola Romero thing where he was confused about uh, his fight with Phil Davis and then the the fights we talked about last week. Uh, MVP versus uh, uh, Douglas Lima. That was um, we wanted to see. You know that that definitely needed more than three rounds to to, especially because they went to the scorecards. If you're not going to get a finish, you know what I mean. Like you need the five rounds. So I think that's it for me. I'll catch you next week. Next week is Bellator. Uh, 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 there'll be a later one, by the way. I know for those that follow me on Twitter, where I where I. Uh, broadcast is first um that's going to be later because uh, i have a special occasion next sunday so the sunday submission will probably be the sunday night submission um but uh we'll have a lot to talk about because there's ufc and bellator uh the the light heavyweight grand prix that i was working for the bellator 268 i believe um in arizona so we'll be talking about that and the ufc and and anything else that comes up but thank you so much for watching this is your Sunday submission for MMAnews.com. Make sure, you, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, thumbs up, bell notification is much appreciated. And you can always check out MMAnews.com for all the results and everything we just talked about here as I brought up the pages while you were watching. And that is it for me. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I am tapping out. Peace.